Where'd all the big fish go? That's what many people ask listening to the Carolina Outdoors. Of course, it's the month of March. Hatchery-supported streams are closed for fishing right now. Wes Lawson over there, Bill Barty right here. Wes, uh, a lot of people are heading to the delayed harvest waters for their trout fishing right now. Seems like every day, and who can blame them with the weather this nice, even if you don't mind a little bit of pollen. But, you know, Bill, we still have to always think about conservation of our resources, especially of our fisheries. And when it comes to that, especially in freshwater, it's awfully hard to have that conversation without talking about trout unlimited. That's exactly right. One of the preeminent conservation organizations in the country, in the world, it was guided by the principle that if we take care of the fish, then the fishing will take care of itself. I mean, that makes plenty of sense to me. It does. But what about uh, boots on the ground, so to speak? What's happening uh, in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. in the Carolinas, in the southeast? What's happening in our Charlotte region with cold water conservation, we're going to find out right now as we welcome uh, the incoming president of Rocky River Trout Unlimited, Paul Duffy, to the Carolina Outdoors. Paul, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Paul, we we know a little bit about Trout Unlimited because it is the preeminent uh, conservation group, uh, one of them in the country. We often think of upland birds with uh, or, or waterfowl with mm-hmm. uh, Ducks Unlimited mm-hmm. and uh, Trout Unlimited, and the list goes on. But Trout Unlimited is one of the most well-regarded, one of the uh, most successful and well-known. Uh, but it started in Michigan, of all places, in the Midwest. Um, 1959, I think, was just a few anglers that got together. Fast forward us to what's going on with Trout Unlimited now, and then we're going to hone into what's happening with Rocky River in the local chapters. Well, the, um, the mission of Trout Unlimited nationally and uh, by default all the chapters as well is, is to bring together diverse interests whether they be conservation interests whether they be educational interests whether they be sports interests uh, but bring that group together to care for and recover the watersheds um, to protect them with the ultimate goal of preserving them for future generations and so what we see if you open up the tu magazine they send them out quarterly you'll see the various um, projects that they're into, the various uh, legislation they're, they're into to, to achieve just that, to, to get these watersheds healthy, because we are losing a lot, unfortunately, to a de- degradation, whether it be development, whether it be warming climate, and, and trying to get out in front of those forces to, again, preserve these watersheds for future generations, and specifically uh, they, they encapsulated and to, to preserve the joy of catching a wild fish, be it trout or salmon, uh, for future generations. So take us to western North Carolina, because that's where the coldest water is. What are some of the projects that are going on? Of, of course, we uh, if we drive through Asheville, Brevard, Hendersonville, Boone, Blowing Rock, we know about the development, and that has to have some sort of impact on the fisheries and on uh, the streams and rivers that are, are that way. What can we do if we're conservation-minded, education-minded, sports-minded? What can we do um, as a chapter when we're heading to the mountains to make things better in concert with all the activity of development that's going along as well? 
So we not only have development, but we also, a few years back, had Hurricane Fred come ripping through that area. Mm-hmm. And it did several things. It actually caused a landslide in the Pisgah Forest. Uh, it's amazing to see. Um, it covered up a bunch of trails, covered up, uh, it diverted, actually, the Davidson River, the wild section. Um, uh, and so we have uh, a lot of projects around that, restoring that, um, uh recreating the stream bed because with that landslide a lot of the cover went away so it ruined a lot of the habitat for the insects which of course the trout feed on um and also uh to cool the waters to keep the waters the temperature they need to be uh you know similarly with the development uh what's been going on is there are regulations around buffers how much developers how close they can come to the water to the streams and um, we've had a challenge with developers ignoring those rules, ignoring those buffers, clearing out. You know, they want to put a nice house or a building to have a view of the river. But the problem in, in clearing that view is they destroy all that natural habitat, which is devastating for the uh, ecosystem there. In fact, um, I believe North Carolina just handed out the highest fine and penalty that it had in its history to a, uh, a company that, that – uh, this is on the Mitchell, not 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 on Western North Carolina, uh, but uh, that had cleared away that buffer, ignored the buffer. So we've got issues with that. So what the chapter does is get involved with uh, those lobbying efforts, is also get involved with the actual physical boots on the ground, getting into the Pisgah, planting stalks, and eliminating any kind of invasive species that may be causing some issues as well. So it's a real left brain and right brain kind of a project where you have some folks who are working on the lobbying and legislative side, the legal side, to protect the resources. And then the other is getting out there, breaking a sweat, and helping to reclaim stream beds, buffers, um, and allowing the river to flow as it is sort of intended to flow. Because you're right, you know, when, when that river did get rerouted, a lot of folks look at that and say, oh, well, the river's still there. That's not a problem. But that substructure down at the bottom, it takes years for that to mature to host life. It doesn't just happen overnight. I think a lot of folks don't know that. But, Paul, this is the Rocky River chapter. And I think a lot of folks in our area don't know what that even means. Where is the Rocky River? How did this club get its name What's the connection here locally to the Charlotte metro area? So, um, first of all, I didn't know I was taking a test today, but it's okay. I got this. I got this. <laughs> um, the Ch- Charlotte chapter was uh, is probably about 45 years old, somewhere around there, maybe coming up on 50. It was started by Dr. John Bembo, and um, uh, the Rocky River name came to that effect is that was the watershed that is touches most of the Charlotte area. Uh, so that's that's the river they picked to name the chapter after. And um, uh, we've got about 1,200 people, I believe, on our uh, rolls are, that we get from National that are assigned our chapter. And the predominant amount of those are in the uh, uh, boundaries of Charlotte. Well, don't you get too comfortable there, Paul Duffy, president of Rocky <laughs> River Trout Unlimited, because the test continues. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to stay in the Charlotte area, and you mentioned, because um, I, I was noting them down, conservation and uh, sporting, 
But education, and when we say education, you think about the members being educated, and I'm sure that's true. But talk to us about education of young people and not just or, or, or the tools that are being used in the classroom and in the schools in the Charlotte region that affect water quality, biology, physical science. It's a program called Trout in the Classroom. Can you give us some details about that wonderfully successful program in some of our schools? Absolutely. In fact, I just left a school, uh, uh, you know, in, in order to take this call. Um, we've what, got what, what grade did you get, uh, Paul, before you go on? Did you get a good grade in that school, or were you working? You know, as soon as, soon as I get a C, I'm done. You know, passing, <laughs> it's good. And mom and dad never had an issue with that, and so you know, I'm 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 still banking on that. <laughs> uh, I have once somebody told me, you know, is it worth the extra effort to get a B and an A? And I don't know if it is. But anyways, um, so I just left a school actually um, in um, Lincolnton because uh, our our schools go. Lincolnton is probably the furthest extreme, yes. and uh, we go all throughout Charlotte and in South Charlotte and Mooresville. So it's the Charlotte area. Uh, 28 tanks. Um, we really like to focus on Title I schools. So these kids, many of these kids have never even seen a stream or been to a park. And so when you talk about educating, uh, and the, some of them are kindergarten, uh, a lot of them are middle school. Uh, the one I was at was actually, I think, a high school. Um, but educating them, uh, we bring uh, trout eggs uh, uh, that are supplied by the Department of Wildlife um, and bring them to the classroom. We set up 50-gallon fish tanks with chillers to keep the water at about 55 degrees and um, filters and everything to keep the, the tank healthy. And these kids will raise these fish from eggs to actually par and um, chart them. You know, they'll test water quality. Uh, because there's a whole nitrogen cycle that goes on as the fish excrete waste. It creates nitrogen, which is toxic. And so there has to be bacteria to, to fuse that to make it better. And so they, they learn all of that science. And um, most importantly, um, uh, at the end of the semester, they take the fish. We bring them out to either Stone Mountain State Park or South Mountain State Park. And the rangers give them an in-service. They release the fish in the stream, and the rangers, uh, we capture macro and vertebrates and, and help them identify what's a stonefly, what's a caddisfly, what's a uh, mayfly. And, um, uh, and they get a real appreciation for what it is that we have in our resources and why it's important to take care of them. I've been fortunate to be uh, an eyewitness to, to some of the tanks and some of the schools, and I've had the opportunity at Jesse Brown's to talk to some of the teachers. Now, Paul, these are not anglers. The teachers aren't anglers, and, and most the students aren't anglers either. But it's amazing the uh, enrichment from an educational value, the knowledge that they have, which is on par with many of our most veteran cold water anglers that are coming into Jesse Brown's anyway. Those kids know the life cycle of a fish. They know what they eat. They know where they like to live habitat-wise. They have such a, a, a strong grouping of knowledge, well-rounded knowledge, including the teachers. Um, is that program, and I know it's expensive to do that program in a school, are you expanding that program through Rocky River TU, or um, is it status quo? Let's try to keep quality with where we are. 
Well, we've got, we, you know, it's, it's, it's both. Uh, we definitely, with 30 tanks, have constraints in terms of cost and, and more importantly in, in terms of volunteers, people getting out to help us, you know, because those tanks need to be visited every now and then. Um, we would love to put a tank in every school. Um, and, uh, but, again, right now we're probably at our limit. Um, with the number of volunteers we have, we're always soliciting more and could always use uh, more donations because, as you suggest, to set up a tank from scratch right now is probably about $2,000. And we asked the schools for $500 and cover the rest. And so that's all of our raffles and all of our benefits. All that money uh, goes to trout uh, in the classroom as well as some conservation projects. As well. You can you can see some of those photographs there of trout in the classroom at RockyRiverTU.org. The voice you hear there is the president of Rocky River Trout Unlimited, Paul Duffy, on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. So, Paul, one of the other pillars that you mentioned other than education and conservation is sport, one of the other sort of affinity groups. It's March, which means March Madness. Mm. I assume this isn't about playing basketball, but the sport of fly fishing and being outdoors. What does Rocky River Trout Unlimited and Trout Unlimited as a whole do for the sport of fly fishing? Well, we've got uh, so much that we do. Um, we, for the sport, we, we start off in the wintertime teaching fly tying uh, from novice through expert. Um, you all probably met Tom Adams. He's the expert. Um, but we've got other folks that teach novices. And, you know, the, the last year we actually taught someone who was 90 years young. <laughs> it wow. was amazing to me to see someone, you know, starting off trying something new. But we start with fly tying. Um, we will, you know, uh, I would say probably about 20% of our attendees at events are first-timers. You know, we, we teach them how to fish, where to fish, and kind of hang out with them. Uh, and we've got just a chalk full of upcoming meetings and fishing events um, at the various streams close to Charlotte where we want to get people out, get them to see nature, get them to catch a fish and, and really enjoy themselves. And on that website, rockyrivertrout.org, you've got the calendar. I know that you have events, you have chapter meetings, you have streamside meetings. What's the difference from a chapter meeting to a stream side? Is a stream side a cleanup? Are we doing work? Or is that just a great excuse to get together, talk a little bit of business, and then get on the river? So the, the chapter meetings, we have them uh, we have them in person, and we also going to simulcast them through Zoom. And nice. in those chapter meetings, we talk about any local issues, and there's some socializing, but there's also some speakers. So, for example, March, we're going to have Kelly McCoy from Todd. She's the river girl. Um, she's got a lot of stuff going on up there. In April, we're going to have Jack Dennis. And if you're not familiar with Jack Dennis, Jack Dennis is probably the most, you know, did I say that commercial, most interesting man alive? <laughs> He's probably the most interesting fisherman alive. I mean, Jack has, I mean, how often can you talk to a guy that taught Ted Williams how to fly fish? And I, I, I spoke with Jack for about an hour, and he was just regaling me with his stories. He was asked by Norm McLean to read a draft of a river run through it. Uh, so just just on the story wow. on and on and on. So we have those type of speakers. We've had um, uh, April Vokey. We've had Tim Flagler. 
Uh, and then local folks. We're going to have um, Richard Griggs from, you know, up in, uh, up in Statesville. And um, so, so the meetings are about educating from real experts as well as the socializing. The stream sides are day fishing trips. So it's a trip out to, for example, today there's a group of 20 people in Mount Airy at the Ararat River. Uh, later this month, I'll be taking people to the Jacobs Fork in South Mountain. Uh, we've got a trip to Curtis Creek. You know, all the local rivers, uh, it's a day, a day trip where you go, you fish, and then you go home. As opposed to our camping trips, we do three trips a year, uh, two in the spring. One is to Alarca, which is in Bryson City. So we hit all those western North Carolina streams. And that has actual, we have cabins as well as tents. So people can, if, you know, if they don't want to deal with a tent, we've got plenty of beds and cabins they can stay in. Um, the second is the apple tree camp out where we actually go into the Nantahala. That's 10 only. Uh, and then the third in the fall is again, we go back to Bryson city and the cabins. So we have stream size, which is a day trip. We have, uh, uh, a or apple tree, which are weekend trips, three or four days. And then the last thing we have is the actual trout in the classroom releases where, um, the kids come to the park to release the trout. We're always looking for people to help out with that. And this year, um, on May 6th at Stone Mountain State Park, we're going to have the schools, we're going to release the fish, we're going to have a cookout, and we're going to invite people for a stream side for a day trip so they can come out, help the kids fish, have a burger, and just, you know, enjoy uh, the, uh, uh, the social aspect of the sport. One of the big, biggest successes of Rocky River Trout Unlimited is bringing in new people into the club. And so many of us know how hard it is with an existing club and friendships that are already made, how hard it is to crack in. Or maybe we want in for the sport, new to fly fishing, and this is a group of people that we can learn through. One of the biggest attributes that Rocky River has is its ability to take on newcomers into the club and welcome them as if they were a longtime member. What is it about that, Paul? In fact, you've got a story uh, that resembles that. Now you're the president of the chapter, but the pandemic is over, and we want to get back out and do things with groups like Rocky River Trout Unlimited, but we don't know members. How can we join in? Uh you know, the, they can always email me directly at pduffy0225 at att.net. Uh, that address is also on the Rocky River Trout Unlimited webpage. Uh, and we will get back to you immediately, just letting you know um, what's easiest for you. And, you know, our goal is to have uh, three events every month. And so that's basically, you know, just about every week. And so... Um, at some point, it should work out with your schedule to come along and join us. And as you said, when I first joined the chapter, uh, there's a guy, Bill Thomas, that, uh, you know, said, hey, how are you? So glad you're here. And I turned around because I surely I don't know this man. You know, <laughs> but, you know, he was talking to me. And um, that welcoming is why I'm here now as the incoming president is because that's the culture. And, and that's what we want to reinforce each and every year. 
Uh, of course, uh, the Rocky River Trout Unlimited chapter is also a sponsor of Women on the Fly, men and women, and of course, the, the children's education program as well. All of that is included. You can go to rockyrivertu.org to learn more. And of course, Wes Lawson, Bill Barty over at Jesse Brown's, we can point you in the right direction to that calendar. It's all on that website. President of Rocky River, Paul Duffy, thank you for the time here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you. Appreciate it. Off he goes, and off we go. But don't worry, there's more after this. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.